Hey. Welcome to Crime Juicy Cocktail Hour. Chris's cat is definitely the smiley face killer, or at least one of them. He's a jerk. We were about ready to start talking about it, and he just gave Krista the evil eye. That's what he does. Am I the smiley face killer? Are we the smiley face killer? You're on the Mississippi River, right by that dam. The first dam before the main. Smiley face killings, before we get started, this is our second time recording this because the first time got lost. We do have this odd habit at Crime Juicy Cocktail Hour of whenever something gets accidentally accidentally deleted or lost something major breaks on it so y'all keep an eye out about the smiley face killers or any drownings of athletic college age men you know yeah frat boys along the 94 corridor ending up in rivers months after they vanished from a bar not as drunk as one would expect or or people that are known to drink heavily yes but also fit that aesthetic as well. And then another thing about the smiley face killers, they are not the happy face killer Keith Jesperson. We are not talking about Keith Jesperson tonight. I know Keith Jesperson would love for us to talk about Keith Jesperson, but we're not doing that tonight. Not today, Keith. Not today, Keith. Probably some other time, but not tonight. There's enough about him out there. And there's going to be more. I know. It just never stops. The smiley face killings started in the 1990s. The theory is that they are still going on today. The detectives and gang crime professor that are investigating this, they've got some really compelling arguments and credentials. They have researched this up and down. As they'll mention, they have more resources to contribute to individual investigations than the law enforcement agencies that were first called to investigate. But these alleged drownings are alleged drownings. Bodies were found in water. It started in the 1990s. A rash of white male college students that are all doing very well in school and athletics are being found drowned in rivers nearby to the bars that they were seen at last. They are found weeks to months after leaving bars intoxicated. And their telltale signs in their bodies, they didn't die of drownings. All of the drownings that are involved in this case were classified as accidental drownings, which came at odds with autopsy results and just it's it's really fishy situations that these have been labeled accidental drownings. And whether or not they're all connected, they probably should be reinvestigated as such. We did find that those investigators all came at it from parallel intersections. The first guy that took notice, 1997, Patrick McNeil was last seen leaving a bar in uh, New York City and he was found 50 days later dead in the East River, 12 miles from where he was last seen. Kevin Gannon was an investigator on this. He was a detective with the NYPD and Tony Duarte and Mike Donovan are also two of his former NYPD partners. So Kevin Gannon's working on this case And it just doesn't sit with him that it's an accidental drowning. It was deemed an accidental drowning. And he'll say later, the reason is because if it's a murder, you've got to have a task force. You've got to really expend a lot of resources to investigate something as a homicide. Plus, he was a drunk college kid. He fell in. He really, really, really dove deeply into, no pun intended, into drowning forensics because it just didn't sit right. The way that the body was found, that this guy had drowned. First of all, there was a lack of decomposition on the body. He'd been missing for 50 days. And if he'd been in the river the whole time, there wasn't the slippage 
that you would expect to see. There was also the presence of land insects and lividity patterns and also lack of bloating associated with the drowning death. He was found floating face up. And drowning deaths are usually found floating face down. And with water in their lungs. And yeah. He starts looking into it. In 2006, Scott Radel went missing from the St. Cloud College campus in Minneapolis and was found a month later dead in the Mississippi River. Same kind of circumstances. It was deemed an accidental or undetermined drowning, but there was lack of decomposition of the body. There was lividity on the body that wasn't consistent. He was also found floating face up. Isn't the argument that they were found in winter months? Right. There was that aspect. Patrick McNeil being found 12 miles from where he was seen. It doesn't look like they got dragged downriver. The coroner reports were. And mm-hmm. like, what if it was a landslide or a mudslide? Nope. Landslide killings in Minneapolis. Did you research Dr. Lee Gilbertson and his angle? He's a criminal justice professor and gang expert at the St. Cloud State University. He starts looking into this because he's this was an accidental. He's looking into this case and he finds several other cases that were labeled as accidental drownings. They're all white college males. They all fit a very similar profile. He starts looking at them. He doesn't know that Gannon, Duarte, and Donovan are also looking into this. And then they end up meeting... They were just like comparing notes and they were like, oh my gosh, our theories are the same. These are completely independent of each other, noticing the same things about the same drowning cases. They are connected or we wouldn't be connecting dots like this through several states. Yeah. Yeah. Then October 8th, 2009, William Hurley in Boston left a Bruins game, called his girlfriend. He was found 60 days later. In the Charles River, his cell phone was snatched nearby. There was blunt force trauma and high levels of GHB in his system. It was ruled an undetermined drowning. Dakota James, 2017, January 25th, he was in Pittsburgh. He was found 40 days after leaving a bar floating in the Ohio River, 10 miles from where he was last seen. This was determined an accidental drowning, but he actually had ligature marks around his neck. We're seeing this repeated pattern of these cases aren't getting investigated as homicides, even though there's in in a lot of in these cases, there's GHB found in the system. There's ligature marks. There is bruising that happened before death, consistent with what blood's doing. Dakota is interesting because he actually expressed, was he the one that expressed that he was afraid? Yes, Yes. he was like disoriented and had like no clue where he was. And This was a couple weeks before his disappearance, right? He lost four hours. Yeah, and he felt like someone was following him, like terrified. He was terrified. Yep, and then was it the first one in 1997, Patrick McNeil? Was he the one where... He was seen being followed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe so. Yeah, that was who it was. Left the bar, was seen being followed. And um, it's interesting because a lot of these guys, they left the bar just like shit-canned, but then when their bodies were topsied, only moderate levels of alcohol were found in their system. I guess the number, the alcohol by volume actually inflates when you die with the decomposition. It's even like lower than what it clocked in as, so... It's weird. These guys are up to 300 cases that they believe are connected that have been deemed accidental drownings that they believe are part of the smiley face killer network. 300, folks. Yeah. 
And these are potentials. They're just ones that they're, we need to look into this again. Kevin Gannon, he was saying that Ellis was actually telling us about this when he was talking about being a homicide detective, that when you walk on a crime scene, you have to rule out homicide. That's the first thing that you're looking to see if it is that. Gannon was saying that the NYPD was doing the opposite, because if you don't look at something as a homicide, you miss clues. If you just assume that it's an accident, you're going to find every reason for it to be an accident, because it's easier. If you don't have the funding and you know that you, you're trying to fund other cases that you've already got, that you've been trying to close for two or three years, the pressure is immense. Yeah, it's cheaper. It's easier. File and go. File and go. Lee Gilbertson and the three detectives from NYPD got together. In 2008, they officially released their theory. And the theory is this, that this is an organized effort with gang-like attributes, that it's an organized crime thing where like the call is put out to target specifically what they were saying were quote unquote, the future leaders of the country, you know, college-aged white men doing really well in STEM majors. The other thing that they said was strange is that all of their majors were very, very, very similar. They were typically STEM. They were doing really good. This is an organized thing going on and that these men aren't just disappearing by accident. Graffiti has been found. This, I think, is it's a part of the theory. The detectives were saying that the media really lobbed on to the smiley face killer as the the smiley face killers is the title for it because they liked it but the the symbols of it didn't really become clear to them until later on in their investigation but they're saying so the smiley face symbol is found by a lot of the bodies and like close by is kind of variable i mean they've been found up to like 10 miles away they also said there's 12 other symbols that the group has identified as indications that this was them that did it. Dr. Lee Gilbertson is a criminal justice professor and gang expert. This is coming from him and uh, New York PD detectives. We had a theory that it was women. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe those, those gentlemen did some nefarious things that because they were in college and the weird sexual assault rules that they have on colleges, which is a whole other topic that we can get into if you if you would like, but not right now, and decided to serve their own justice. They're like, we got GHB too. But remember how we just had Lori Laughlin go to prison for trying to get her kid into college? What if it's a group of parents just trying to get their kids into college into STEM class areas and, you know, get their spots? Because like, kids, because they'll be like, don't send your kid to those colleges whole day. And they're like, yes, don't. Like the woman in Texas who killed the captain of the cheerleading squad so that her daughter could be the captain of the cheerleading squad. I could see that. That makes sense with the smiley face graffiti, too, because smiley face is such like common graffiti and it's a group of parents. What's our symbol? What's our sign? Smiley face. Yeah. No competition for my Johnny this year get to do the smiley face on the way and it's like 10 miles later and they're gonna pull over the SUV just quick do a smiley face on a bridge 10 miles away and drive away they'll know they'll know if you know you know a lot of the science internships are very expensive you guys like you gotta pay and so if you don't have the money if your family doesn't have the money you're not going to get in on some of these really high-end high-tech internships mm-hmm. if you can your career is made for life life 
it's serious. It's a serious business getting up to the top of the chain in any of these, you know, and the sciences are included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about the Chinese? I think some of them might have been Asian. So, so which doesn't rule it out. <laughs> doesn't rule it out. But I mean, yeah. what if they're trying to keep, you know, us down and killing off our STEM people? They did a six episode series, docu-series about the smiley face killer theory. It was in interviews that there's been dark web forums where they think that the hits are being called out on the dark web. There's specific places you can go to, or not necessarily go, but there's specific dark websites where these murders are being planned. They claim that they've been to the sites, but haven't been able to get anyone to reveal their identities, or it's very, very secret. Well, obviously, it's very, very secretive. That's a part of the theory. It's it's a lot of stuff, you know, it's a lot. Now there's over 300 cases. The goal is to get this ca- these cases reopened as homicides, to investigate them as homicides, to see what's going on. In 2010, the Center for Homicide Research in Minneapolis released Drowning the Smiley Face Murder Theory, and they put forth 18 points to debunk it. I read through it. I thought it was kind of weak sauce. I think it also came out for the whole, oh, we can't afford to have a serial killer here either. But (laughs) apparently, as Krista was saying, there might be a serial killer because they keep finding body parts in Minneapolis. Yeah. No, in garbage bags, just in random parts of the city. And it's summertime. Can you imagine how stinky and it's hot and super <sighs> dampy here this year? So, like, ew, maybe maybe they just got tired of the body parts being in their house. Right. They were... <laughs> They're consolidating. But all the smiley face killings were during the winter. Yeah. Or the disappearances were in the winter, not necessarily the killings were in the winter. Because, yeah, yeah because who they would just emerge in the springtime. And, yes... There is that factor that the bodies would be preserved if they were in the river. But yet again, there would still be water in your lungs. And the fish are friggin' hungry. Well, the other thing, too, is in all these cases, there were searches. And the areas that the bodies were found in had been searched up and down. The area between where they were last seen and where the body was found was searched up and down. And then all of a sudden, this body shows up. And it... The, the other interesting thing with this case is just the disconnect. The cases are the disconnect between the autopsy report and what law enforcement ruled the cause of death, the way that the case was presented. And wasn't there one that had like a wallet on them and none of their personal stuff was taken? There was still money in it and it was not like it had been in water for a really long time. Yeah, no, yeah, their wallets are found fine. One of them. They had fixed lividity to, what was it, to the, one of the bodies, it seemed as though the front had been burned. The, there was parts of the area that were, like, black and decomposed where the rest of the bodies weren't, and there was, like, a ligature mark on the neck, which made it look as though they had been tied to a chair by their neck and burned. And uh, increasingly getting more aggressive. Right. I would definitely encourage all y'all to look this up because case is a little different but every case has a lot of the same commonalities the other thing too is ghb is found in a bunch of their systems and law enforcement well maybe he just took ghb to get high and go to the hockey game most people i mean there are the select few out there that enjoy that 
not I have <laughs> maybe met like one person in my entire life that was that was their jam. You definitely have some like huge trauma. I just like so, would you guys say that a jock that's in STEM would be more prone to take GHB? Or to take GHB recreationally. Yeah, no, maybe Unless, like, that's I was cool. thinking. Yeah, or if she was cut into some ecstasy, a very little bit for the dissociative effect, but with an upper. I don't know. I've never, other- doesn't sound fun. If someone said, oh yeah, this is what this is, this is mixed with, then be like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Can I, I'll take the, the other, the other one. one. We'll take the other one. The other one. But yeah, no, I wouldn't say that somebody in the STEM program because they don't want to forget things. If anything, like I said, they would take acid or shrooms and microdoses for for that. Or macrodoses to see the truth. Well, yeah. If you look up a lot of people that are in Silicon Valley, they microdose because it helps them figure things out. Hey, do you cringe love dad jokes? Well, what about mom jokes? Then have I found the one mom band for you. Jessica Delfino is a critically acclaimed comedian, musician, and writer. She was once dubbed the Lower East Side's Queen of Obscene, but since becoming a mom, she performs more family-friendly musical comedy all over the world and all across the airwaves. She's been featured on Good Morning America, BBC Four, Scary Mommy, and even on the Playboy channel. Check out her new book, Dumb Jokes for Smart Folks, on Amazon. A delightful read, chock full of witty wordplay, logical leaps, and of course, mom jokes. And check out her musical comedy on iTunes or at jessicadelfino.bandcamp.com. For Jessica's latest works, upcoming performances, and more, follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Jessica Delfino and on TikTok at Just Some Mom. Because everyone needs a good laugh. There's this really good book called Can't Find My Way Home, and it talks about how LSD really informed the development of modern computers and the internet. It's it's cool shit. It's cool shit. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Be like, you know, maybe he ate it. Yeah, like a few too many tabs. You know what I'm doing tonight? It's a Wednesday (laughs) night. Fuck yeah, I'm going to go down a G-hole. I don't know. I'm sure somewhere out there that's what people are doing right now, but I don't know. Let's talk about the peeing in the river as an excuse. Yes. You would have water in your lungs. Well, and a lot of them, too. You know, it's, oh, we went to pee in the river. It's, okay, the river was a mile in the wrong direction. Or, you know, the river wasn't, it wasn't an easy place to drink. Well, like, and... You know, if you're a dude and you have to pee and you're drunk and it's dark and it's winter, you could just whip your dick out and pee. You're going to oh, yeah. pee six feet away. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're not. You there was a bunch bad of guys. Like, like, not even walk six feet away, depending on where you are. It's just peeing in the corner. That's how we got kicked out of the bar and got fucking kidnapped by right? the smiley face crime syndicate. Right, because I peed on a corner. Like what? So yeah, and that motive then, if it is a gang, like the guy said, we've got to think of what the motive is. On my chair. Yeah, what's the motive? He peed on my chair, had to kill him. Put it out on the dark web. In 2010, the Center for Homicide Research in Minneapolis released the Drowning the Smiley Face murder theory to debunk it in 18 points. And uh, points one through five were specifically about the graffiti. Just saying that, like, smiley faces are really common graffiti. 
So regardless of that, so I don't know, the the graffiti thing is pretty weak for me, but it's really strong for the detectives and for the gang expert. They haven't released what the other symbols are publicly. Based on the smiley face, I'm not really convinced, but it seems like there's more going on than I know what it is. We have rock art that looks just like a smiley face that's 2,000 years old. Holy shit, this conspiracy's been going on for a long fucking time. Krista keeps saying it. It's time travel. She is the oracle. I mean, how, I mean, I don't know. What if it's all just a never-ending loop that every once in a while a certain type of... Oh, and if they're in the STEM industries, the ones that get close to discovering time travel in the future, or if it is, we're close. It's formulating. Yeah. It's it's gonna happen. It's happened already, you know. It'll happen again. But it hasn't happened already. We're we're in that that phase of time where it has happened, but it hasn't happened. And we're just like sitting here in this podcast in the middle of it. Fuck, quantum physics is weird, <laughs> and all yeah. the guys that died are like, we know exactly how weird it is, and that's why they killed us. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about point six. So point six <laughs> is that. There was no evidence of victim trauma, which is just tacitly untrue. There were ligature marks. One of them had a broken, a black eye to the point where it had swollen shut. There was, and the way that the the blood had pooled just showed that he was still alive when this happened. There were burn marks on one of the bodies. The no evidence of victim trauma thing just isn't true, according to the autopsies. Number seven is that homicide drowning is rare, but according to Forensic investigations, drowning wasn't the cause of death for these. Blunt force trauma, wasn't it? Or strangulation? Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I'm kind of like, uh, number eight, water doesn't wash away all the evidence. And that was pretty much all number eight said. And it was like, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because the Mississippi River doesn't pump thousands of millions of gallons of water down it a day. Mm-hmm. At all. And if anybody knows anything about science, you know that rivers and lakes and oceans are like self-cleaning for the most part, especially with all those rocks in it. No, nope, water doesn't wash evidence away. Not everything. <laughs> and then on top of that, the things that eat things. We got carnivorous fish in the Mississippi. Those things are crazy. And they're hungry in the winter. And then, so at least they'd be not on a little, right? A little more mummified. The frozen type of mummified because it's cold. Because mm-hmm. even though it's frozen, and also the bodies, if they were put under the water, they wouldn't be found in one place. They don't necessarily freeze into the couple of feet of ice that's there. And there's still thousands of gallons of water pumping through there an hour. Mm-hmm. So, question: Are we? Are we? Is our conjecture that someone had a freezer, or are they putting people in snowbanks? even put them in snowbanks they would be freezer burned they would have frostbite i mean come on it gets to negative 60 degrees and then add some wind chill on that and it's you you would get you get freezer burned do we have any evidence of freezer burn on any of these bodies i'm not sure let's look into that the number one that maybe has burn marks because certain parts of your body when it does get frostbite does turn black do you think these people are being held for a month or two in the winter? No, I, so. I think so. And then it, in it, snow piles, if it's a snow pile, what happens in snow piles? Oh, plows dump their snow there and push it down and move the snow and 
don't give a shit. It's like, woohoo, free for all, run into this wall of shit with this thing. You know? <laughs> Some kids would have tunneled to it and been like, oh my god, it's you know? Dakota. Yeah, something. It's not, snow doesn't preserve your body yeah. that great unless you were completely untouched. No, and I think, I think a big thing that comes up for me is, you know, they're missing for so long and then they're found in areas that have already been thoroughly searched. In this one article that said a helicopter had went over the area several times before and should have seen something. Don't you just hate the question, what kind of music do you listen to? The answer is supposed to be two words and maybe an adjective. Yeah, no. That's why I'm telling you about this genre-busting, prolific singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist I've been following on YouTube, Naraya Stoneheart. His tune, All I Really Want, already has over 2 million downloads and his song, Wayside, was featured at the 2004 NBA Finals game. With over 200 original songs, his channel is an eclectic playlist of goth, alternative, western surf, electronic, and modern hard rock. It's like rocking down a winding path through a soundscape of musical emotions, and I love it. His style just keeps evolving, so there's always something new to listen to. Check out Naraya Stoneheart on YouTube, Apple Music, Pandora, and Facebook to keep up with his new tracks, upcoming albums, and performances. Because goddamn, can this man ever write a song? Because then they know where they've already searched. Then, uh, so nine, they said that drownings don't fit a serial killer motive because drownings aren't thrill killings. But yeah, it is. It's personal as shit. And if they really like it, it's like stabbing somebody as opposed to shooting somebody. But their statement was incorrect. There weren't drownings. But we all admit that that was one of the connections. There's no water in the lungs. They're not drowning. They're not- so. They're not bloated. There's lividity on their bodies. I had a problem with the statement. Yeah, that's... Right, so it's like, okay, drownings aren't thrill killings. These specific cases are being looked at because, you know, the dude that wrote a freaking book about drowning forensics says that they didn't die from drowning. And then number 11 is environments are conducive to accidental drowning, which I'll give them that, you know, slippery and shit. But also... You know, where the rivers are in correlation with where they were last seen. Yeah, like the U of M is pretty close to the river, but only in certain spots. And so is St. Cloud. There's certain spots in St. Cloud, because if anybody knows, Mississippi starts in what? Crystal Lake, somewhere in Minnesota, like way up north. Yeah, so. It's beautiful. I saw some orchids there. It is beautiful. So it's like, and even if they, you know. There are, there's, there's multiple points to get into the Mississippi River in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. walk to one, like, three miles, less than three miles from my house. It's true. And then, um, 12 males are more likely to engage in risky behavior. Like, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And yeah, in 2015, the CDC said that the leading causes of death for white males under 44 are accidents and suicide, and that men 18 through 34 are most likely to binge drink. So that that fits. And I think, you know, that's another reason why these got written off so fast. You know, it's kind of like a whole blame the victim thing where it's like, oh, well, they were like drunk college dudes that had to pee. Obviously, they're dead. Do you think if it were if it were college age women? disappearing they would have made the effort and spent the money i don't know i mean i think they would have been less like oh she like gh beat herself and gave herself ligature marks or some shit <laughs> like we had if we had a killer out there right now that we had a connection 
to 300 girls, we'd be all over it. At least taking it more seriously, you know? Yeah. That's- Most of these guys are white, so they'd be white girls, maybe Asian, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, I guess the other thing, too, is, yeah, men are more likely to engage in risky behaviors, but was it specifically these guys? Because these guys fit a very specific profile. Then um, number 15, that's, I love, okay, so there's a word in here that I love. Number 15 was many drownings are likely to be auto assassinations. What is an auto assassination? It means dudes killed themselves from reckless behavior. There wasn't a suicidal motive. They auto assassinated, which is a great word. But again, yes. Forget to put this in our hashtags. Auto Hashtag auto assassination. I don't think anybody's talked about that. That's interesting. With young men. I mean, back in the day, most young men, we didn't expect them to make it past 25, you guys. Because of auto assassination. Yes, straddling your staircase to change light bulbs and a vaulted ceiling. It was a bad ladder. Bad ladder. Oh, no. Oh, it quite frequently. Nick does it all the time on the stairs, and it makes me, you know what, I just have to walk away. Then uh, 16 is that they may have taken GHB themselves, and they were not malicious druggings. But again, like, who takes GHB to go to a hockey game? Maybe someone. I mean, I I'm like sure it would be really hard to keep track of the puck. Even harder than it already is. Where did, where did it, I am the puck. I am the puck, and now I'm in the river. Right. Right. Oh, there we go. And then 17 was a uh, 17 was actually kind of a rehashing of that, saying again they might have just taken GHB themselves. So 16 and 17, maybe they drugged themselves. And then 18 was drownings are linked by climate and not by region, which they kind of they are linked by region. They're all in the same corridor. Yeah, they're linked so, by climate and region, which gives well, them. Well, wasn't there one in New York? Yeah, but New York's along the same. I suppose. Yeah, and I know that, yeah, it's it's interesting. So, I don't know, just reading over the list, there's a bunch of points where it's, uh, that's just not based on things that are true in regards to the investigations and the cases, you know? What? <laughs> I feel like they were paid to write that article. Twitter was, like, extra crowded. It's, it's one of those Fox News things. Dude, I had to quit looking at live science because when I started looking at some of the people that were paid to write some of their articles, no, you know, you can, you got to look at who's writing the articles and what their angle is. That's that's even more crucial today than it's ever been. I mean, it's so bad now. Right, like who are you and who's paying you to do this? And I think the 94 corridor thing is also kind of shaky because, you know, you've got people in Pittsburgh, you've got them in... It's, it's kind of wobbled, but uh, yeah, there are, but I, I think the most compelling part of this, I probably said this about several things, but I think the most compelling part of this is that two separate groups of people started researching the same cases for the same reasons, completely unbeknownst to each other. Which is pretty amazing. Like that, if you don't believe in coincidences, how could you not? Really? Like, And in terms of the theory, t- Stranger things have happened, you know. Israel Keys was weird. Oh yeah. We were talking the other day. What were some of the freaking examples of like, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, like weirder murder syndicates. Where were we at? I don't remember. I don't remember who I was talking about with, but yeah, I mean, there are yeah, there's a lot of crazier theories out there, and even 
Well, nobody ever believed that the Jonestown thing would happen, and it happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever thought that, you know, the the mass shootings would happen in all of the places that they happened, and it happened. Nobody thought that anything that has but, happened in the last, like, two decades, 30, but, 40 years. And you got freaking Charles Manson murder. I mean, that was weird. Like, Ted Charlie Bundy. All the people like, said- When did... There was an explosion, wasn't it, between... The mid-70s all the way into the 90s, there was just an explosion of all of these serial killers being caught all of a sudden. Why why law enforcement was, no, we, like, cannot have a fucking serial killer. We can't afford this. We don't want to do this. We don't want to mobilize for this. We can't. We're not putting together a task force. He he drowned. What have I been reading this month? Sin Sado Noir, an anthology collection curated by M. Dante. This isn't just your average bedtime story. Think drinking in an intimate conversation about sadomasochist love and global literature. Think alluring reflections on bondage and hot power play in cinema. Think of decadent discussions on the influence of politics and culture on sexuality within the framework of social control. Oh yeah. Sexual intellectuals rejoice and check out Mockingbird Publishing on Facebook and on Instagram at Mockingbird underscore pub. Sensato Noir. Yes, ma'am. There's a theory as to why we got rid of so many serial killers. Remember the three strikes you're out? We locked up so many guys in their 20s, young, hot, all kinds of things, all kinds of reasons. You can just list them off, but we locked them up. We walked, locked them up by the thousands and behind thousands. And um, that's, there's a theory that that's why our serial killings went down is we locked up so many 20-year-olds. Uh, that's such a shitty law, though. Street three strikes are out. It's are you really applying baseball to fucking freedom. Our, our prison system is the largest in the world. We have 25% of the prisoners on the planet. Mm-hmm. We did not have that in the 70s. We did not have that until the 80s, until we did that. What was that drug thing? What was that called? Oh, Nancy Reagan thing. Just say no. Everybody on drugs went to jail. It didn't matter what it was. Ted Bundy was pulled over. Ted Bundy was pulled over for running a stop sign, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons why the cop was really pissed because he was in Utah with pot and he had yeah. done pot. I mean, Timothy McVeigh was pulled over driving away from the Oklahoma City bombing and a car that didn't have a license plate. Even if just locking as many people up as fucking possible and maybe a couple of them are serial killers, it isn't worth it. That's not, that's not, that's not mitigating any harm. No, but it's it not hurting any effect. less lives. It was a side effect. It did go down. We do have a, a marked decrease. Or people just got better at it. Yeah, or the correlation versus causation is really dicey. You know, it's just because two things happened at the same time. You know, it's there's a lot of I just yeah, I just behind the strikes finger out. I just yeah. can't well, get and that brings it back to the smiley face killer. There are some things that are just pure coincidental. There are things that just are I'm sure, I'm sure, but there's they've gotta figure this out. Yeah, and at least I mean, even if they aren't connected, look at them as homicides. It should be considered. I don't know. It's hard because no either depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think is going on and what do you think is going to happen next? Well, now that everybody's going back to school, I think we might see some some new things. Do you think the body parts in Minneapolis are connected? I mean, 
because serial killers do accelerate over time and could add the summer in. Oh, right, because everyone was all locked well, up the, for the winter. The first, the first body found does not fit the, the profile. He was a 32-year-old male with two children. We've been locked up for the pandemic, though. But, you know, if people were going to be out, they were going to be out. I just got a hold of whoever he could catch or they could catch. Yeah, who knows what if it's a them, they just so low. We should do an episode on them or whatever it is, the body, the body parts. Oh. Fucking uh, Luca Magnato was weirder than this shit. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. That was weird. And then you kill people on the dark web. Like, I don't know. Dark web's an interesting, scary, terrifying place. I've never, like, really been there. I don't want to go. It's terrifying from what that's I hear. What they, that's what they want us to think, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure there's, I mean, I guess it's not, like, terrifying. But it can be terrifying. Just like the regular internet. It's just a little more unrestricted. And unpolished. I get, you know, whenever I, I see anything that's got, like, code in the text of it, I'm, uh-uh, can't read it. Probably evil. It's probably evil from the dark webs. It's probably some evil. But then again, time travel. This year, time travel. Right. I remember getting pretty close to it. There's some, oh my God, we were just uh, looking at the news and they like suspended this particle. Well, they, at first it said the scientists levitated a nanoparticle, but it was a pretty big nanoparticle. But then it was, no, they didn't really levitate it. They just slowed time down for it. So that it was falling really, really slowly, which I think is weirder than levitation. They manipulated time surrounding this particle so that it wasn't actually suspended. It was just falling in a dilated timeline. I'm like, what the fuck? So maybe, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, there was a smiley face in 2000 years ago. Maybe they're back and they're, this is a lot easier now. Because we have GHB. <laughs> or, and right. they're way stupider than even they were 2,000 years ago. Right. But, you know, now we know all of their languages. Because we created them. So, smiley face killer theory. They are time travelers. And they're coming either backwards. Or, they're coming back. They got to be coming back to take out these guys. And I apologize, guys. I think I've said this more than once in this season about time travelers. Time's been weird lately. And I think we're kind of all time travelers by this point, right? Oh, to the yes, in one way or another. So what was that called? Not the butterfly effect, the other one. There's a lot of them out there. The one where, the time one where it's the same. Okay, like Rod Sterling, but it's Rod Sterling. But I always think it's Rod Sterling and everybody else does too. It's not the oh, butterfly Mandela effect. Yeah. You know, we just had, me and my husband just had a Mandela effect moment the other day. And we don't have him very often, but he knows so much about geography and stuff. And uh, he was looking something up and there was this country and he was trying to pre- pronounce it. And I was Mauritania. And he's, what the fuck is Mauritania? And I was, there's, it's Mauritania. And he was, I've never heard of this place. <laughs> I had one with the Klondike bar jingle, right? Okay. So look it up. Look at the look at the one from 2013, and then the one the early newest one or oldest one. It was right. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Right? Apparently not. Look it up. It's like I was like, what is it? It's I can't I can't I can't even do it because it's wrong. 
it's totally off. Music's not the same and the sound. Like, I'm like, does it, is it because we got older? It actually sound the way that they made it sound? Or does it change? Is it like the Josie and the Pussycats like thing where you hear certain things in the music? And Well, and there's that other thing with what Looney Tunes is. It's spelled L-O-O-N or T-O-O-N-S or T-U-N-E-S. And people remember it differently. Or Fruity mm-hmm. Loops. It's Fruit Loops. Or Fruit Loops. Is it like F-R-O-O-T or is it F-R-U-I-T? I think they spell it F-R-O-O-T-Y, right? I thought so. Or F Fruit Loops. F-R-O-O-T. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Yes, it is spelled with... Okay, cool. We're not... You know in- what? I think yes. it was spelled the other way, but because there's actually no fruit in the Fruit Loops, and it's essentially just flavored cardboard, they had to change it for <laughs> FDA requirements and then they're just telling every you know what it's fda fucking gaslighting us all oh fruity pebbles is spelled f-r-u-i-t-y maybe i was just getting them con- no because fruit loops look different or yeah, the fda is gaslighting us different. highly face killings they're all gaslighting us <laughs> yeah sorry about the tangents there jesus well we've discovered it it's the fda that's behind the mandela effect and the smiley face killers yeah they're fucking with us all Oh my gosh, and those guys were like about to figure it out and expose the FDA and then the FDA was like, hey, you know what the F- FDA's got GHB? And they're like, no. Right, look at all this <laughs> GHB here. <laughs> at the bar where they're like FDA hats, which I imagine that they have naked eyes at them and the dudes, oh my fucking God, I'm dead. Gotta go. Or center, I don't know. Something weird. They're- yeah, anyways, so the smiley face killers or killer and or time travel yeah well yeah either way i think you know i think you know just beyond the smiley face killer conspiracy it really speaks to you know what agency overstretch does or not overstretch i don't know if i want to necessarily put it that way but it's you know i think just hearkening back to what ellis said in our interview last year that when you walk onto a crime scene you got to treat it like a homicide until you rule out a homicide and that wasn't done with any of these cases And that's what this group of detectives and this criminal justice professor have been doing. They've been going back to these cases where the state of the body didn't match the cause of death and started looking at it as a homicide and looking backwards from there. And is there confirmation bias? Maybe. But these guys are fucking professionals, too. So, you know, I I guess, you know, it's you, you find a body, don't just look for the cheapest solution to the problem, I guess. And it fascinated them enough that they were willing to utilize their own time, their uh-huh. own money. Um, he got a month. fucking mortgage on his house again? or mm-hmm. I mean, they're really throwing down for this. Yeah. Not cheap to, to do those things. Right? Like exhumations and... Yeah. Having to... That's a hard question to ask a family. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the families, too, you know, the whole accidental drowning thing didn't sit right with them. And, you know, the reinvestigation has unearthed witnesses that, you know, said they've seen some of these men being followed the night of their disappearance or that they'd expressed that they were scared of, like, one thing or another before they went missing. And when a boy tells you he's scared of something, you need to pay attention because they they usually won't admit that. Yeah, very true. Yep. 
But yeah, no, when I was listening to this too, it was like, fuck, like if I had a son, I don't know if I want to send him to college or I mean, not necessarily that, but just be like, you need to watch your fucking drink and, you know, tell them the same stuff that us women have been brought up here in. You know? Well, okay. If, if Jeffrey Dahmer didn't prove that to people, he drugged men, straight men, gay men. He didn't care. So. And then he drugged himself. <laughs> right? Like he had a grand old time. But weirder than this. Yeah. But I mean, no one thought that that was happening either. So. <laughs> There's no way old Jeffrey's drugging people and turning them into sex zombies with homebrewed lobotomies. There's no fucking way. And eating them if it doesn't work. Well, then they would never leave. They were always with him. Always. Still are. But yeah. They, I don't know. See what happens. We'll see what this, this uh, college year brings. Yeah. I mean, everyone's coming back after what almost two years of being away and i mean people are so angry they don't serve like booze on airplanes right now unless you're in first class oh no one gets angry in first class then it's fine because you don't get angry there but you know if you're in the cattle car you don't get shit no more no (laughs) like i don't have leg room i'm drunk i'm pissed and you can't bring it on either you can't you can't bring it with you if you're in the cattle car unless you're in first class that's where we came I mean, have you seen have you seen some of the things that have been going on on airplanes? Okay, I give it to you, Krista. But you know, what if what if I just need it? You know, and I can't. I don't like being not able to have a drink on the plane anymore. What if I need some champagne too? Just because <laughs> if I'm not first class doesn't mean I need champagne, sweetie. Yeah, but then someone's <laughs> gonna get mad and start throwing luggage at you or just. <laughs> Screaming at you just because, and then physically, and so- such a life changer. They're just can't get drunk on the plane no more. That's something I did not see coming. You can't they even show up to the plane drunk anymore. No, they won't. If you even smell drunk, they're like, get off. Not like not today. I just want to do my five flights and go home. Like what? I can't get on my flights. Well, I'm gonna go do a drowning murder back in the day i could and again get the buddy system if your buddy gets kicked out of a bar for being too drunk make sure they get home safe yeah don't be that douche waffle that leaves them i mean i know sometimes people get drunk and run off and it can be hard to keep like the team together but yeah it's harder you gotta try it's harder to find their body 50 days later Mm -hmm. yeah yeah before we sign off, join us on Patreon for ad-free content. And this usually the ad-free content's early released, so that's cool, too. We're going to do a lot. We're going to really ramp it up with the expert interviews between seasons because we want to talk to some people who know the fuck more than we do. Juicy yeah. bits. Juicy bits are fun. Juicy bits are always fun. Yeah, and if you've got an idea for a juicy bit, juicy bits are just us talking about something for like 15 minutes a current topic in the true crime world or cryptids you know if there's like a yeti sighting or something but yep those will be on there too unaired episodes sometimes we record an episode and we're like Ooh, we can't we can't we can't let we get we gotta just hold that one for now yeah yep and if you sign up for uh the jungle juice level we will send you an annual gift handmade by us and we are all very crafty one way or another hell yeah but yeah thank y'all so much stay safe 
Don't go, juicy. Stay juicy. Don't go swimming in November in a river in Minnesota or New York or something. No. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend.